0: The in it's called Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns The Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collectors Archive
1: podcast. It's the Cutcast, the newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12-packs to 2-packs,
2: new boss, alien bounty hunter, from the,
1: from the, from the, from the, Star Wars
3: collection.
2: What, Jack? What, <laughs> we bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with informative features and personal collecting screenplays. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempestum. The Supreme Master, the
0: Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com With your hosts, Sky Payne, and Stephen B. Danley. Recorded live in front of a studio audience on the first day of Celebration 6, this is part one of the Kivecast Vintage Pod's Convention Double Megacast. We should be talking about the Death Star droid, but we have too much else to say about getting lost in Orlando, late-night sales, and our five least favorite toys. Tune in to our September issue to hear most of our normal features. But this month, we have a vintage vocab chat with Tommy Garvey about micro-collection 4-ups. We yak to Lee Bullock's face about 12-inch large-size action figures. They're not dolls. And we take a world tour with Joey Iglesias to explore what Turkey was like during the time of Uge. And as they say in the 501st, it's all about the wars. And Stephen B.
1: deadly. I don't
0: even know what that means. Wampa Wampa?
1: Welcome to the podcast, Vintage Pod, Celebration 6 edition.
0: That's right, Celebration 6 edition. I think it'll probably be our 31st episode about the Death Star droid. I see many people here, uh, so that's, that's pretty fun. Let's start with our movie thoughts, Steve. All right. And so I was thinking a lot about this Vintage Pod because people have been like are you guys changing the name and all that and so my, my movie thought was about the vintage pod and that is that part of the magic of Star Wars it's just that one second where, where the pod leaves and people in the audience can see me recreate it with the actual vintage pod it, it's not that it shoots out it's that it does that weird little curly yeah, thing yeah. the twisty thing Like mean, that's just a little detail right? <laughs> but that totally puts you in that exact moment and like I don't know you feel so real that yeah. exact moment. So that's my vintage pod thought. <laughs> and if you think I thought of that on the way here, you're wrong. <laughs> I thought about it in the bathroom this morning. <laughs> so, yeah, so as, as to the vintage pod, uh, the, the show is not changing its name. Uh, the whole idea was that we're here at Celebration 6, and everybody who's watching us right here knows what a, what a Kive cast is because they know what the archive is. But not everyone knows what a Kive is. <laughs> Most people think a kive is a green onion, <laughs> particularly in England, apparently. So what we're trying to do is just introduce a sort of parallel title that is more exp- expiratory. Explicative? Eh. Explanatory? Explanatory, that's the word. <laughs> a little expletive. So the, that's the whole <laughs> idea behind the Vintage Pod. And it's pretty exciting, Steve. We have stickers. So there's, there's been lots of news. We have some people we're going to interview who are standing in front of us, staring at us as we speak. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's get to the news, Steve.
1: All right. It's Kenner's new me right, you know, get closer to the mic. Can like, you yeah. guys hear Steve? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Matias, can you hear Steve? All right, I just want to say I had to put the sound drop on. <laughs> when I say Matias, you say, ah, Matias. Ah. Uh. Excellent. <laughs> uh, that was actually, you know, a, little, a lot of the show, too, is going to be about how different it was from C4 to C5, uh, C5 to C6. Yeah. That someone came up and said, I was so excited to meet Matthias, but the first thing I thought of was the song. <laughs> and I thought, we've truly done something wonderful and terrible. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's see. What's the show been for you, Steve? What have you been doing mostly? Driving around the city of Orlando, not actually at the show. Same. Yeah, that's where we spent most of our time. And uh, we're going to kind of recount the story. So the archive party's tonight. Yep. And it's really exciting. We sold out all of our tickets. That's big news. Uh, except for a couple people here who are still thinking they're going to get a ticket. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so that's really crazy. And I think we have enough hot dogs and uh, chicken crispers. Mini burgers, anything like that? Mini burgers. Yeah. Uh, we have almost all the games set up. The Jawa bop bag is deflated. Yep. So <laughs> you can't get your anger out that way. But we have a pinata, so... Yeah, we have a vintage pinata. I'm filling it up with, you know, short mouth uh, biker scouts and stuff like that, so it'll be cool. Uh, But yeah, and and the exclusives look amazing. We saw them. By the time you hear this, right, because, you know, you're going to hear this later, you're going to wish that you came to the party if you weren't here, because the exclusives are that good. But we needed a hole punch, Steve.
1: Because I broke it within five minutes.
0: Yeah. I was (laughs) like, Steve, here's the hole punch, and he broke it. So we look up OfficeMax, right? So Steve, how, how did you go about
1: looking up OfficeMax? Looked up OfficeMax on Google Maps, and uh, so we found one that was five miles away, Plug it into the, the GPS, and he's my co-pilot, we're driving. Yep. We start ending up in a business park. This yeah. doesn't look quite like office max. Right? Yeah,
0: and we're sitting there, you know, I'm supposed to be a good co-pilot because I love Chewbacca, but I'm actually not that good. I'll, like, stare at the iPhone, I'll get really nervous, and I'll be like, I, I don't know, it says stay on this road. Should you turn right? But uh, we finally wound up finding it. And what was it, Steve? It was the Office Max corporate headquarters. (laughs) And and if you've never been to Orlando, uh, first of all, congratulations. And second of all, it is a bad place to go to the wrong area. So we were just in the middle of nowhere. And then we had to drive this Route 600 or some terrible road with all these pollo places. And we were stuck in traffic
1: and... We basically spent about two and a half hours to get three hole punches, uh, yeah. <laughs> some tape, and uh, raffle tickets. Again,
0: so. it wouldn't be the cast if we didn't half do it. No. But uh, it
1: was a good ending to that story. There's a good ending
0: to it, which is we drove by a boba tea place, you know, the, the Korean tea, where they have a little tapioca. You, like, you yeah. like those tea, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. And the name of the place was Chewy Boba. <laughs> and so we thought, this is a sign. We'll stop here. We'll take a picture at Chewy Boba. And then we go in, and they actually have a T-shirt of Chewbacca holding hands with, with Boba Fett. With Boba Fett. <laughs> wow. yeah. And I mentioned that to the Imperial uh, Dignitary, the, the grand wizard of this whole uh, podcast, Gus Lopez. And the first thing he said was, do you have their address? <laughs> so it's not too bad being in Orlando for you know, three hours and having something that Gus wants. That's, that's pretty impressive. But yeah, it's been awesome. Mostly it's been talking,
1: though, Steve. A lot of talking. Yeah. yeah, like
0: that's what we're doing now. That's what we did. Um, I want to talk, too, for anyone here who doesn't know much about the show and, and what the point of it is. I think it can be pretty well summed up by, like, we had these two conversations yesterday uh, with both from folks from Canada. Usually when people say Canada in the crowd, everyone from Canada starts cheering. No? No, no Canadians? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, thank you, Tommy.
2: Joy, we all can share.
0: So anyways, one of them was Elling, you know, who's a well-known collector, and he has a huge collection, and everyone knows who he is, and he was telling us how he loved the show because it was like hanging out with his friends, you know, like, just like it was there hanging out and talking. And I thought that was great. Part of me felt like, is this too much inside baseball, you know, are we too much, like, the insular vintage dudes talking about stuff with our friends? Right. And that's always the big fear. But then his friends showed up, also from Canada, Ryan and his, his buddy, I forget his buddy's name. Um, but, uh, she's looking for an R2D two proof, so I hope she finds it while she's here. Yeah. Um, but anyways, and then he was saying, he was saying how he didn't, you know, he's sort of getting into the vintage collecting and he loves listening to it cause he feels like he learns a lot and it's helping him get into collecting vintage. Right. So that's the whole point of the whole show, right? Steve? Yeah. No,
1: it's, it's vintage everywhere. So,
0: yeah. And, uh, so that was, that was a really nice moment. So for everyone who came up to us and said, Wampa Wampa. Thank you. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what, that's what keeps the show going. And let's see, what, what else about the news, Steve? <clears throat> so, uh, Celebration 6, you know, Celebration is known for staying up late. There's a huge sort of vintage find that was made, and a lot of it was for sale last night while I was sleeping next door. And uh, it's pretty cool. The stuff is now up for sale in the showroom, so we can talk about it, right? All of the weird vintage inner circle can nod their head. No one's going, no. To... <laughs> no? Okay, good. Uh, and so what were they, Steve? Uh, We had a bunch of four-ups from the the micro collection. A lot of vintage four-ups, just an insane amount. And uh, so it's really exciting. And I thought it'd be a good idea to introduce the idea of what is a four-up and how does it actually work. And so uh, so far, we've determined that Tommy Garvey is the most knowledgeable about four-ups here. So everyone here, except for me, was at that sale. They saw this giant pile of micro-collection prototype for-ups, right? But the thing is, part of our show is always trying to get the vocab out there. So I'm going to put in the vintage vocab drop. Okay, I just did it. We
2: let them folks change our vocabulary. Change our vocabulary. Versha,
0: Chromacab, Vintage. And Tommy is going to explain what really is a 4 up. Why is it a 4 up? Why is it not a 7 up? You know, that was a joke, everyone. You can laugh now. Well, with the micro, uh, you gotta talk into the microphone.
3: I am talking. Uh,
0: okay. The microphone. Thank you. I'm here all night. The
3: micro collection figures were actually sculpted at uh, four times the production size. So if you imagine, like, the, the production figures, they're only. Um, half an inch tall, but the 4-ups, the, the original the, the skull things were four times that
0: size. So, I mean, they're they're like six, seven inches tall. Right, because if, if you take, like, an actual micro figure, it's not much. You hold it in your hand. It's not too heavy. But these 4-ups are big. Now, are they made out of metal, like like the actual toys? Yeah. They're,
3: they're made out of resin, I got Urethane. It's okay. uh, Dynacast or Cardolan.
0: Alright, so they're made out of... So they're not, like, super heavy, then.
3: Oh, they're pretty heavy. They're, yeah. they're very their hard copy of the skulls.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So, what else would people want yeah. to know, Steve? Well,
1: uh, there's quite a few that were unproduced, um, and uh, I mean, the selection last night, has, you know, the picture shows, we'll see it later. It's, it's pretty crazy. So, what, what does that mean,
0: unproduced? What was unproduced? What, none of them that were for sale were unproduced. were really, they Tommy? me? Uh, several of
3: them were. Really? <laughs> The, uh, the Luke Bacta, the Luke in his underwear there, that one's unproduced, and uh, the three PO standing next to him with his arms outstretched, uh-huh. that one's unproduced, and uh, the Gamorrean dart, that one, that one's unproduced, and uh, the Leia, the, the Leia that's done in black, that one, that one's like an altered, altered flora with the exaggerated chest. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the the Ruber- very delicately said, Tom. yes. <laughs> The, uh, he exaggerated. He should have seen his hand motions. <laughs>
3: <laughs> supposedly, supposedly Carrie Fisher was unhappy with the original sculpt and the, uh, the Kenner, the Kenner sculptors did that as like a, as a joke for themselves. Really? Can anyone confirm
0: that? Is that true? Tommy's not, not making that up? No one? Uh, awesome, and, and so the unproduced ones are probably more expensive, right? They're like twice as much. Had like, yeah. uh, they're about twice as
3: much, yeah, maybe a little more. But are, are they more rare? Some of them are, yeah. Some of the some of the production ones are are very hard to find. They had a they had a Wampa. It's not in that picture,
0: but that one's probably rarer than the, the unproduced ones. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was beautiful. That, I saw that at the booth today, and that is just Steve. Did you see it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, amazing.
0: A lot of
3: times the. The, the designers and the sculptors they would keep the unproduced stuff because they just
0: knew it was special. It's the, right. some of the production things. You see that with like proof cards and right. unproduced stores. Yeah. They just had that
1: sense.
0: Mm. That wampa, sweet. Anyways. Yeah. Alright, any other questions then for Tommy? We got him off the hook. How do you do everybody? Yeah. I'll explain. Awesome. He's not our, our last uh, uh, guest. We would actually have more of a show planned, but the internet cost $13. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sure, I, you know, I, we spent hundreds of dollars on uh, little toys, but we're not going to spend... What's
1: so just tight. It's a question of principle.
0: Right. You know? But yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. For those of you who will be looking at the show notes in the future, we have our whole setup here, Steve. And this is cool because we haven't recorded a show in the same room... For two years. For two years.
1: Yeah, the yeah. last one was at Celebration 5. Yeah, that was the last show we ever recorded yep. together. So we
0: got together both of our Barneys. <laughs> <laughs> that one fell over. Both of our one-legged, naked Han. and uh, But we're going to talk more <laughs> about that with Lee. We're going to be talking about 12-inch figures <laughs> pretty soon. And uh, all of our stickers. And also this, this uh, French cereal, which yep. was brought to us by yeah. Ollie. Ollie, Ollie uh, brought us quite a good selection yep. of stuff. He also brought some pasties, which I don't know if we're allowed to have in here, but we rebranded it. As vintage, anyways. Yeah. If you've ever spent any time in Marseille, you know that's good stuff. So that's the other reason we love doing this, Steve is free stuff. Free stuff everywhere. Yep. So if anyone in listening wants to come up and give us free stuff, uh, <laughs> you're, you're more than free. Dude. Everyone's land news are already full yeah. times two. So. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, so uh, I'd say that's been the big news so far. And we're recording this at noon on Thursday. Right. So this is literally the first thing we could possibly do. Yep. And yet we've already had some major sales. We've already had some uh, crazy news. We got to see the star talks. Yep. Which again, by the time you listen to this, you're going to wish that you uh,
1: you had them all. Yeah. The line, the line for that first panel two hours early is still around the corner and down the hall. Really? So, Did it yeah. sell out? Or fill out? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess they're going to cut it off at some point. Yeah. How about you, Steve? Did you buy anything yet? Uh, I don't know. let's see. What have I bought? Uh, it's great radio yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not good on the spot. Usually I have time to, to think about these things. Well, I got some from the store. You did. You, oh, you went to the store. I went to the store.
0: Right. And the main thing about the store is there's so much vintage out there. Yeah. And again, when we talked about this, really, when we started it, when we started the show was when Kenner, uh, Kenner, Hasbro was reintroducing the vintage line, and we really had this feeling this is going to help the vintage hobby grow. Right. And I think it really has, and it, it seems like it really sells, because uh, Kenner, I mean Hasbro, Okay, if I call Hasbro Kenner one more time, you guys are allowed to come up and hit me. Um, or hit Steve. Uh, hit me. <laughs> uh, like, it's just exponential. Like, now when you go into the, the celebration store, you've got the magnets that are based on the old ca- uh, carrying cases. Those look Yeah. You have a sort of recreation of the Ewoks and the backpacks. Right. And everything just has this real vintage feel. So it, it kind of continues. But I got a, a bottle opener. Uh, a tiki thing. Oh, you want to get opener. the tiki? I did that with Chewbacca. <laughs> and, uh, that, nice. was, that was $5. Well spent. <laughs> and uh, and I got some cool masks. You did? Yeah, those things out. are pretty cool. I we should talk about that on, on, uh, on tomorrow's show, okay. Saturday's show. All we'll right. We have more people to interview, Steve. Yes, we do. So who should we interview? Should we interview Joe about Turkey? We're going to interview Lee about 12-inch figures.
1: Whoever wants to jump off the plane first. Judging by who has
0: more tattoos would be Joe. like Joe. Who has more like, sunglasses on their head would be a tie. <laughs> more hands. Let's go with Lee. All right, come on up, Lee. yak
3: yak please. yak yak please. Yak, yak, yak to my face.
2: yak Don't go back.
0: So this is the thing is we wanted to interview the 12-inch figure collector. Now the first question is, Lee, are you the 12-inch vintage collector? Um, Probably not, but uh, I'm trying. (laughs) Okay, you're trying. Now,
4: they're not dolls, right? They're not dolls. What what do you call them instead of dolls? They're large size action figures. Okay. Large size
0: action figures. That's what's
4: written on the box. No, not the word
0: doll, never appears on the box. (laughs) Do you ever call them dolls? Yes. Okay. Do people come to visit your collection call them dolls? They do. Okay. They do. Okay. Now, before we get to the serious questions, it, uh, this has underwear. Was this painted on or does... Did, I'm sorry. Uh, in England, we call them pants. Okay? <laughs> they do right. call them
4: pants. In England. Yeah. Underwear in England
0: is called pants. Yeah. So,
4: is this painted on? I, I assume, yes. Um, I've often You've never taken that. off the clothes? I've, I have taken off the clothes.
0: Okay. Yeah.
4: The, um, um, it's, because this one doesn't have any underwear. Yeah, it's an interesting point. No, no one has no pants. No one actually understands why the Ben Kenobi does actually have painted underwear, and the Luke and uh, Luke player and Han do not. So I did not know that. It's open to Did you guys all
0: know this? No. So the only underwear. vintage food, twelve large size action figures with underpants are Obi Wan Kenobi it's and ju- it's just just Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. It's just
4: him. Uh, also, the little lady um, layer also has underpants okay. as well. That's really
0: cool. Huh. Do you think Alec Guinness had anything to do with it? I would suspect
4: he probably didn't. Yeah, he might. <laughs> wow. he probably didn't like the idea of, uh, of sort of images of himself walking around making. Probably not like this idea. Either, yeah. to be
1: honest.
0: <laughs> he probably wouldn't. Wow. All right. So we've gotten all the way inside of the figures. Let's kind of go to the outside. So, so how long have you been collecting uh, large size action dolls? Uh, dolls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I've been uh, basically. I started collecting
4: um, Star Wars vintage in 1989, and it was with the 12-inch figures. Okay.
0: So, um, so yeah, since since '89, and it, it seems to me that like the large-size action figures have always, at least, when I was just looking up, like back in the old days, the the Star Trek and collectibles book, like the first yeah. ever Star yeah. Wars. I remember looking, thinking, "What's the most valuable Star Wars toy?" Yeah. And it was always a 12-inch. Yeah. Uh, ig yeah. yeah. right? So, was there a while when you started where it was like the thing to get? Was
4: the was it was the It was pretty much. Um, I mean, you know, those who kind of remember the early days of uh, collecting vintage Star Wars, you know, sort of late eighties, early nineties. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of um, so sort of three and three quarter inch production stuff was was pretty common. You could get hold of it. Right, uh, but because the twelve-inch figures were not particularly popular at the time mm-hmm. uh, when, when they first came out, and they didn't sell incredibly well, and you know, uh, so the accessories can be lost, boxes were chucked, you know, you, you you found them quite difficult to find complete, okay. and I think uh, the twelve-inch figures were one of the first um, one of the first lines in the vintage line that, that actually took off and actually got some notice.
0: And yeah. Part of it was the IG. What makes the IG88 special for those? Well, don't know.
4: Um, the IG88 was actually only issued in America, and it was at the tail end of the line. Um, there, it, there, is, there is some advertising that was done in in uh, France okay. uh, for uh, for some kind of Macarono advertising that features IG88. Really? but there is no evidence that IG88 was ever released outside of America. So back in the early days of collecting vintage, particularly in the UK and elsewhere, um, before the internet, um, IG-88 was quite a grail piece. It was a very tough piece to find. I imagine, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so it took it took this kind of aura on board of being an incredibly rare piece and probably the rarest piece. It turns out that um, as, as the dust has settled and international markets have opened up, you know, um, there are far rarer pieces. <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> so, I mean, that... Uh, so is it worth less now than it was then or has it pretty much stayed, yeah, I mean, I mean, stayed it's, parallel
4: it's, it's, I mean at one time um, you would I have seen boxed IG-88s in the UK in the mid 90s sell for 6, 7, 800 pounds and they would sell all the time at that there was you know these days yeah I mean it, it, you're, you're probably looking at about 400 yeah. for, for, for a nice
0: one so okay so, so IG-88 was only in America so yes. that's how many licenses are there out there so if you're trying to become a large size action doll collector yeah or I guess a small doll large action figure collector yes so if you want to be the next Lee Bullock how do, how do you do like <laughs> you don't want that no
3: you,
0: you seem like a nice enough guy right you have a degree in physics right I do have a degree in, Doctor in physics, of physics. Yes. have you done any physics experiments with your dolls I have not done any physics
4: experiments with <laughs> my large size action figure <laughs> <laughs> doll. you know
0: you drop one from the anyway I don't know what is. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Uh, so then, if you were to say, you know, I really want to get every, let's just say Obi-Wan as an example, how many countries would you get? How hard would it be? What would it look like? This, this, this is
4: uh, where it gets a little complicated, because um, some, some 12-inch figures um, had very limited releases right. um, around around the world, where the obvious ones, Luke and Leia, are probably the two toughest figures to do a run-off, because... Pretty much every licensee that did 12-inch figures, with the exception of Batsa, will have done a Luke and Leia. Okay. It's pretty much, you know, so uh, Takara, for instance, only produced two 12-inch figures and it was Luke and Leia. Clipper, really? Clipper confirmed Clipper 12-inch figures, even though there are rumours, uh, confirmed Clipper 12-inch figures are only Luke and, and so, so.
0: So then, yeah. In Holland and in Japan, they yeah. didn't make it available? No, it was, it was no, just. No stormtrooper?
4: Not confirmed, not confirmed. That's weird. So it's just Luke and Larry. Um Palatoy in the UK, again, only Luke and Layer. But what's interesting about the UK 12 inch figures is that the actual production was split between two companies. Um, and it was Dennis Fisher right. in Yorkshire, and it was Palatoy in Colville in Leicestershire. Um, Are those far apart? No, no, not by US standards. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Well, nothing's far
1: apart now. <laughs> <like US laughs> <then>. The movie <laughs> is not far.
4: Um, so you were, looking, you were looking at that they split the production on the Luke and Leia, uh, where yeah. Dennis Fisher took, the, um, took the, the six of the other 12-inch figures on board. Okay. Um, you will find that in terms of things like Jawa and Ben Kenobi. If you ever find uh, Jawa and Ben Kenobi in the UK they're invariably uh, imports in the boxes. Okay. Okay. So there was no UK box for Jawa and no UK cool. box for uh, for bank notes.
0: Okay, but so then the only countries to make all of everything are what Kenner Canada, United uh, uh well Ken
4: Canada Canada didn't have IG-88. Okay. Uh, right. So um, in terms of the standard standard set of 12, 12 characters it is
0: Canada. Okay. Oh, it's wow. just Canada. Yeah makes me feel kind of patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then what's the what's the, the story with the, the ESB line? Because I think a lot of people are interested in, you know, first of all, why didn't they make figures for the Empire line? And then as a collector, I mean, do you collect the Empire line as well? Well, I, I would like you, to. I, right. I would
4: like to. But uh, the, obviously um, the, the Empire Unproduced line is a very... Very difficult, very difficult pieces to get hold of. Very expensive pieces. Um, I tend to concentrate primarily on the international production okay. production okay. pieces. So you know, I, I collect production pieces from all over the world. Um, the Empire Strikes Back line was was very was was close to production. Uh, there are box flats out there. There, there are obviously um, there are obviously prototypes right. of the ES, ESB. Um, ESB costumes for Luke and Leia right. and Han, um, and uh, also um, Lander Calrissian was also uh, was also planned, and in a lot of early um, a lot of early uh, advertising, uh, Lander Calrissian was a Hardy Boy doll, was a painted hard Hardy Boy doll, <laughs> um, I, I actually also if you were to look at some of the um, some of the promotional material uh, early on for the twelve-inch line. Han Solo was also a dressed up Hardy Boy style. So oh, that's cool. Was it yeah. a different Hardy Boy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean the. Um, there's two of them,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. Hardy Hardy two. I think I think Rando yeah.
4: Calrissian was Parker Stevenson. Okay. So um, so yeah, that's essentially uh, what, what what you found with that, and obviously the sales were were not up to the same level as what the three and three quarter inch figures were because obviously they're very bulky. They had no, ex- they had no kind of ships and accessories with them. So, right. you know, um, they d- kind of decided, and their affiliates decided to just go with what was uh, what was selling very now, well. Is there a sorry. theory that
0: like maybe that was most of the problem that they that you couldn't have any accessories with it? Well, it seems like they probably sold well enough to continue if it weren't. I don't know. I
4: think I think I think the upshot uh, was that they probably wanted to. Invest more in the three and 3 quarter in inch line. line. Right. I think. I think. Uh, I think that was a, a sort of. It, it was a. It was, it was a safe bet, and right. I think that's probably what they went with. So yeah, the um, the the Empire Strikes Back line uh, was next. The only Empire Strikes Back dolls that were produced were uh, Boba Fett and IG88. Right. Right. Um,
0: what about Australia?
4: Australia, of course. Special now, case, case. this is, uh, this yeah, is something. No, this is one of those questions where I,
0: I'm embarrassed to like, not just be asking for the audience, but I, I really would like a straight and clear answer as to what is the deal with no, Australia. So be straight and
4: clear. with once, Lee, what you. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one no, knows. Nobody
0: knows for sure. Um, okay.
4: The, the Toltoys ESB Vader uh, is significantly different than the box flat right. um, and um, Bill McBride, right. is, Bill McBride is, is we'll, highlighted we'll, this originally yeah. Yeah, we'll put and a link up um, on the show yeah. notes
0: because that's a really great yeah. article all about
4: this. it's that. definitely worth having a look at Bill McBride's article on the ESB Vader right. it's pretty much definitive on all the differences so we know for a fact that what was produced in Australia was what, what was specifically produced for Australia I mean one of the things that, that the one of the things that is different, for instance, is that the the box flap mentions uh, the height of Vader it's 15 inches because they don't use inches in Australia. That was completely removed from the from the uh, from the contents description. Because
0: yeah, that's like 4,000 centimeters. <laughs> uh,
4: yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at this stuff. I mean, yes, yes. I don't know what that we'll, that's I'll on teach you later the about the whole system. system. <laughs> it's, it's
0: like three hogsheads or 100 centimeters. It right. is yes. Uh, it is indeed. <laughs> and, and then, what about the Chewbacca? Has there been any confirmed well, on that? Well, the Chewbacca is. Um, Does anyone in the audience know? The, I remember the, at Celebration the, three, seeing the Australian <laughs> Chewbacca walk right in front of me. Someone had it and they bought it. Well, no one in this room? I can ta- I can say, I can say that
4: I have actually seen some evidence for a ESB Chewbacca that has store tape on it. Okay, oh, cool. that, that, that's been taped, that's not a made-up box flat, and looks to be that it may have been at retail. Wow. So I have seen evidence, I have photographs of that at home, so it's, oh. uh, so it it's, not, um, it's not 100% confirmed, but my suspicion is, is that it probably did make production in, in, in Australia. That's great, well,
0: between this and last month, talking about Barca, I'm just. Well, there you <laughs> go. <Just> dolls. <laughs> dolls. Expensive, and they're hard to ship, and they're hard to display. No. But they're just they awesome. Are, yeah, and they are. And they are more are people awesome. should collect them. They should. It, it, it seems like it really. I a low point now, do you think? Um, think it's going to go up? I,
4: I, I actually think it's kind of yeah. gone past a low point. I'm actually right. seeing quite a few uh, collectors coming into, into right. the 12 inch figures and of things, and, um, and actually seeing that. In terms of rarity, right. uh, if you want to try and collect all sixty-five international variants,
3: right.
4: um, that is a very tough task. Right, very tough task.
0: That actually leads us perfectly into our the lightning round. Yes, say said microphone Lightning round. So into beat. the lightning round. Everyone's. Favorite or least favorite, depending on how much your name rhymes with "orgulius." feature. <laughs> so, what is your Holy grail? then, like? of uh, the 65 I made
4: you have? Lee? Oh, dear. I have 31, as it stands at the You have 31 have, out of 65? I have, I have 31 out of 65, as it stands at the moment. I
0: thought you oh. had, like, 70
4: of the 65. That's right. I have 70 <laughs> of the 65, Sky. Yeah, wow. I'm going wow. to get 31, as it stands at the moment. Okay.
0: All right. So, then, if, if you, there's just one, right? If... Uh, Let's pick someone out. If Jason West over here, had in his bag the one figure that you wanted more than anything, what would it be? Oh, it would be, wouldn't
4: it? Have you got it, Jason? <laughs> 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 hey,
0: if it's a giant, right?
2: That's yeah, true. it would
0: probably
4: would. Um, that's a, that's a quite a tough one. I would, I
0: would suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he pulled out a general giant uh, bust, so I, I don't think that quite counts. It's going to have
4: to be um, a boxed basset Vader or boxed Bassett Shavaka. It would have to be. Right. Um The, yeah, so it would be one of them two.
0: Okay. So a fairly new... Holy Grail.
4: Yeah, prior to that, it was probably an ESB, Tortoise Vader. Yeah. Okay. In yeah, terms of production. That that's was, That would be... Uh,
0: if reduce, I'm going to rely on the audience if there's any uh, lightning questions we forget to ask I forget them every except for the one question I like I forget them every every, every time uh, so if your house was on fire then in what are you live in England again uh, Stoke on Trent Stoke on Trent that's yeah. where uh, Shakespeare's from right
4: no it isn't
0: he's, he's on something upon something right
4: Essex upon um, that's stratford upon a that's right there you
1: go.
4: I got the upon right you got the upon right
0: there's lots of upon can I sound like a demo American <laughs> this is great. <good>, right <laughs> So you live on Stratford upon Essex? Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Essex upon Dolk Town? Okay. Uh, so if, that, if, if you did go up fire in between rainstorms, what would you grab?
4: What would I grab? It would... Uh, can I grab an entire shelf?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person tried that, and they would kicked it off the uh, the vintage pod forever. <laughs>
4: that's, uh, that's, that's not nice. Uh, probably my Bass Evader. Yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, your loose my Bass Evader. My loose Bass Evader. You had Evader. Did you come with a cape? Uh, mine has a cape, yes.
0: Okay. Mine has a Saber? Uh, no, mine does not have the saber, nah. but uh, mine has the cape, yeah. All right, cool. And then eyes always, my favorite question. If you, Lee Bullock, were not what you want to be, but if you were, so you have to self-reflection, not wish comment. Okay. If you were a vintage Star Wars memorabilia item, which one would you be? Thanks for having to this question. I'm We're still waiting for Joe's answer. It's been all over a year. I'm probably, <laughs> utter,
4: because I'm utterly neurotic, C-3PO. Okay.
0: <laughs> just, just a C-3PO? A, a, a doll C-3PO? Or?
4: Um, yeah. Yeah. The 12-inch C-3PO, I'd be perfectly, I think that reflects my <laughs> <'Cause> inner <laughs> me.
0: I don't think you're that neurotic. I'm across that neurotic. Oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, you know, he's like, you know, smart. And he probably knows about physics, too. <laughs> <fine. Yeah>. so. <laughs> right, awesome. Anybody have any questions you'd like me to ask? Oh yeah, you say 4 M or 4LM? It's 4 them. Thank you. Right. That's what I said, right? Yeah. It's 4LM. Right. And obviously yeah. it's at Great. Yeah. All right. So let's... Uh... <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I don't know when we'll hear this interview but thank you um, and this is cool for the audience because you get to see like this whole thing will be edited down to like three minutes. You'll be hearing <laughs> it when you're on your bicycle or mowing your lawn. And now you actually see how the whole thing happens. So It's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, thank you very you much. On. Is that's there anything great. you'd like people to know about 12-inch figures? No, that's fine. That's all right. good. And,
4: if anyone's got any questions about them, I'm, I'm sure I can't answer them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Cheers. Thank you. Goodbye. All
3: right. Awesome.
0: All right, Zima. Where are we at now? Uh, we got like 20 minutes left. Okay. Sorry I asked all the questions. All right. Right. I mean, you came up with them. So. I'm, just, I'm so used to it because I usually do all the interviews. You usually do it by yourself. I get so. a different time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we do the interviews together, then like the will rang, and they got to be like, hello, and then we'll both say hello at the same time, yeah. and then they never know when I'm recording, and then they get mad at me. <laughs> you get awkward silences. You stuff. get awkward silences. yeah. You start recording after you call back. That too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened once. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's actually have a, 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 a world tour, Steve, then. Okay. This is something we'll be able to record later. Uh, he's not technically from Turkey, but I believe he was granted ambassadorial rights. I was going to say,
1: he is the ambassador right. of Turkey. I believe mean, at some
0: point. Um, I don't know what a last name would sound like. I don't think... Iglesias is not uh, Turkish last name. Spanish. I don't
1: know. I don't know
0: what... Joe. Let's put Joe up here. Joe. All right. Oh, I'm afraid Joe McDermott. J'ai bien the
4: deflector shield is cool deflector
1: l'écran de
2: protection
4: will be quite operational when your thumb is alright
0: so from the outer realm in person for the first time, not from his uh, shop or whatever. It's not a brick through his window, it's a brick through his face? I don't know, that's a little harsh.
2: That's
0: <laughs> a little harsh. Uh, <laughs> awesome friends, <I> guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so what do you know about, like, what was it actually like in Turkey? In the, like, what was on the stores?
2: When did these things come out? How did people get them? What was it like? Well, um, Mia Keane, who I've been talking to a lot about the Husei article of revamp that I'm doing for the Outer Realm, um, has told me a lot about how the regular department stores did have licensed figures, but they were just ridiculously priced.
0: Uh, um, did you have any idea, like, the relationship of price of Uze to licensed figures? About three times the price. Three times the price. Wow. Uh, and, and is there evidence
2: of actual production figures in Turkey? Um, the fact that people from Turkey, that when they come with loose collections, there'll be a couple of Uzes mixed in with licensed figures. These people didn't leave Turkey until they were in their late teens and they had these as their childhood toys.
0: Okay. And was it just like where they'd take American figures and Mm. just put a sticker on them? Or is there any indication of the any packaging variation at all? No indication
2: of any packaging variation. It was more than likely, you know, European figures brought ever imported. Right.
0: Huh
2: Alright, so then they actually had them and they sold them. But then so Uze's weren't sold in department stores? Um, according to me, they were sold more in, like, smaller market places and, like, little bodegas and stuff like that. And were they concurrent with with the, the actual licensed stuff? Um, 88, 87, 88, 89 era is when Uziers were around and licensed figures were around, like, Tailman of Jedi 84 to around 89 as well in, in Turkey from well, what I've been told. Okay, so there might have been a little bit of crossover, but... Well, they were both in the stores at the same time, for the most part, and... They were still on the shelves until the early 90s. Right. And then how how did it come about that they really made their
1: way here? See, yeah, do you have any questions? Yeah, yeah was, I wanted to know how... Why don't you ask it so it sounds better than I do. <laughs> so how did the uh, Discovery of make it to collectors over in the U.S.?
2: Um, well, there were two collectors. There was uh, Lenny Lee, who owns uh, Lee's Action Figure News, right. and uh, Israel Levesque from Toy Tokyo. Okay. They went overseas to on a buying trip, to, and they bought tons of Uze's in Turkey. They bought tons of Polish carded. Um, when they pulled, they brought back tons of Hungarian carded figures. They basically just went on a bootleg world tour and cleaned out. They literally cleaned out the um, SB Products factory in Istanbul. Oh, that's cool. And they brought back probably about the equivalent of like five comic long boxes full of carded Uzay's. And in that, there were two carded Headmen and a bunch of everything else. Okay. And so, when was that? Um, that was in the early '90s. That was around '92, uh, from what Lev is told huh. So then, that's that's been pretty much the main influx. Has there been uh, like secondary waves or tertiary there been, waves? There have, of course, been more that have turned up from sources in Turkey. Yeah, but the bulk of the uzes that have, you know, are in U.S. collections came, whether it be directly or via being resold and resold and resold. Right from that initial that find. That initial migration. Yeah. Right. And loose, also loose dyes, and sometimes colored somehow turn up uh, in Germany with some frequency. Um, that has been attributed to the fact that there was a migration of uh, folks from Turkey into Germany around that same time frame. Okay. So that's yeah, you know, also shows where those, you know, came with the children
0: as they moved. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it when you can see like actual migrations of human beings through toys. Like, it tells a story because <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like great German movies all about the relationship between the people moving in from turkey and living in germany is like a whole real social
2: question and you can see it right there you know with a with the headman shield but uh, if only another one of those would come on the market yeah <laughs> feeding frenzy would be great to watch right. yeah Well, yeah, i also want to try and be careful not to get too much into your actual bootleg like, panel right so that's why i was trying All to think these about people like aren't be, you know, the people that are not you know sitting in the room aren't going to be able to enjoy the panel, so we might as well give them a little. And in your
0: dealings with, with folks in Turkey, I mean, is there, do they, is there a lot of nostalgia for Star Wars, or, I mean, I know there's the, the video, right, of Turkey, the
2: weird Turkish oh, the, the, movie. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's just hilarious. How far can far. we describe this movie if people haven't seen it? Star Wars so, on crack? But not so, even crack. It's,
0: no, it's something worse than that. I, <laughs> I think crack would produce something, like, cohesive. This Star Wars is, on crystal Math? Maybe, Maybe some that might be because yeah.
1: yeah.
0: it's a movie. I don't think know if you can find it online, but it's like uh, they would film actors in like Buck Rogers costumes standing in front of That's a rear desert. projection yeah. Yeah. of Star Wars as it was happening. As a matter of fact, with the vintage pod, I remember that was yeah, the, yeah, That's right. on the, twirl, the, the little twirl, yeah, yeah. the little
2: twirl that. Star Wars with Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then you might have uh, some idea of it with that horse costume. Right. So did, did that? Do you yeah. know did that exist at the same time as the movie? Um, what year did that movie come That movie was... I have no idea. I'd have to look it up. I've never talked to anyone about that movie in relationship to the figures, so I'm not sure uh, where that fits I, into the... Because yeah. what if Uze was
0: really not a Star Wars figure, <laughs> the figures for that movie, Joe? I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> this right, <laughs> <on> right here is <laughs> here. Well, no, that movie was called Star War. Star's War, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. I got a new theory. I'm going to run with it until, uh... To, to prove otherwise? Yeah, yeah, until the hour ends. <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Yeah. So there's, there's not a lot of nostalgia? There's a lot of people collecting? There are some people that remember having them and they enjoyed having them. Uh, that's actually, once again, back to uh, me, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, it's spelled M-E-T-A. I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm hoping to pronounce it correctly. But he found his childhood figures. His mom sent them over to him, and he showed up on one of the online forums and it was asked him what they were, and that got him sparked into collecting them. And now, maybe a year and a half in, he's pretty close to a full set of loose wow. days. Wow, that's awesome. awesome.
0: Well, by some strange coincidence, right as I got home from Celebration 6, I got this email from Neil in my mailbox here at the Wampa Studios. He actually was, uh, he was explaining how his father was in the Air Force while he was a kid, and his family was stationed in Turkey during the late 1980s. He says, quote, I can still remember walking into a Turkish toy store or off base and seeing all these crazy bootleg figures on the racks. I'm not sure why I didn't beg and plead for my father to buy one. Some, or all of them, like I do for every other toy I saw in the store and wanted. But I definitely regret it now. Though I was heavily into Star Wars figures in the early 80s, I have to imagine by the time I encountered Uge, Star Wars figures had pretty much disappeared off shelves and had become infatuated with G.I. Joe. So I'm guessing they just didn't appeal to me at the time and seemed like nothing more than a poor quality ripoff, which you could not show up with on the playground. I mean, I, they couldn't even get the colors right. And I was trying to pass, trying to pass off a calculator for a computer. Come on. That's what he remembers. He remembers thinking that he remembers thinking they're trying to pass off a calculator as a computer. That's funny. Uh, And then he says, quote, somehow we did end up buying one of the vehicles, perhaps to put GI Joe's in. It was a white tank with two guns on the front and a bubble dome. So production definitely started on Uze Figures in the 1980s. Where's my time machine? So thank you, Neil, known as Shinobi One. It's pretty cool to think of you uh, actually being back in Turkey and thinking, man, that calculator is lame. All right, let's get back to Celebration 6 coverage. Awesome. Cool, Joe. I think we're going to sort of end it there so we can kind of do our wrap-up because I think there's going to be a lot of people coming in here to get patches soon. Yes, that's going to get awfully awkward have our show and all you hear we got a free patch hey, there's a free patch over there um, as it is I think most people here me going to be mad they're not getting tots so you can get thicker. so let's have a round of applause for Joe Iglesias. alright Steve so what do
1: we got left for this what do we have
0: left we don't have that much left for this I, I think we do want to do our, our top five least favorite figures yeah. so we're just going to go back and forth and kind of give our reasoning as to why are they our least favorite so, Steve, why don't you start? What is your fifth least favorite figure? I'm gonna
1: start with Loomat. Loomat. Yeah. Which one's he? He's the uh, one of the Ewoks. I know he's yeah. an Ewok. Yeah, the most. To me, he's the most uninteresting one. That, that, that could be. He always reminds me of like Grumpy from Snow White and the Seven Doors. Okay. George, he would be grumpy because he just looks really upset. And, right. Uh, I don't know. He's the least engaging. Oh, he's Ewoks. the
0: purple one, right? The the, the card back is all purple.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'd say my
0: least, my fifth least favorite is the Han Carbonite figure. Okay. Not the Carbonite, Not the, the, yeah. that stupid neck. He does have a, a yeah. He just looks like... <laughs> anyone else agree with me or everyone love that figure? John loves that figure. No? No? Okay. <laughs> Five minutes left. Okay, Steve. we have to do this crap. We'll,
1: do, we'll go quick.
0: All right. Uh, my number four, we'll go with me, we'll do snaking, uh, yeah. is the small head Han. Oh. Because uh, being a, an American with a... Uh, cranial condition of largeness. I've always (laughs) loved the fact that there was the large head on, and so I personally love that, because those of us who have large heads, we bear immense neck trouble, and our life is is terrible, and finally someone can have our plight. So I don't like the small (laughs) head, because it makes me feel bad about
1: myself. What about you, Steve? So number four for me would be our our figure of the month, that we've not mentioned (laughs) the Death Star droid. The Death Star droid? least
0: favorite? Yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean, he's just... He's a falsehood to me because he's not really a Death Star droid. That's true. He's a Sandcrawler droid. He's a Sandcrawler droid. And uh, I don't know. I guess...
0: Wait a minute. Why didn't they call him the Sandcrawler droid? They mm-hmm. sold the Sandcrawler. They sold the Sandcrawler, uh, And the Death Star... Was, was, that, was that earlier or later? Hey, this is great having the audience here. <laughs> Number three was quite too skip
1: for me. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a... A running a joke on the show Because I love all the Java figures But that's one of the ones I didn't have So I, for some reason I, I just I gotta let them go but, I, Anyone mad to C for that? Flat two skid, no one? Alright, no. on. okay
0: My third least favorite is Removable limbs 3PO Oh Because anything that can be lost in the pain household is lost So I have like many solid torso 3PO's from my childhood That's true, yeah Even now, I, I, I hate that you can't just keep it together Yeah Number two is one of your favorites, Steve. I, I hate, hate Reyes. <laughs> I hate his stupid eyes. I hate his stupid mouth. Oh, come yeah. on. I, I hate him. Lee, <laughs> you like Reyes? So.
1: He agrees. <laughs> he agrees. <laughs> Excellent. What's your number two? All right. My number two would be the Ugna. He's, he's uh, unbecoming, ugly, and unlikable. That's, I, I don't know. <laughs> i not, not a fan. Yeah, no. Ugna.
0: I forgot about Ugna. He should have been on there. <laughs> I speaking of purple. All right, Steve, what's your least favorite Star Wars
1: figure of all time? And this really pains me to say it, but uh, I have to go Rancor Keeper because... Rancor Keeper? I had him as a kid, and I was always really sympathetic for him, and he... Now he kind of reminds me of uh, Jerry from Parks and Recreation. I don't know if any of you guys wow. watch that show, but he oh, yeah. always gets... He's always there. You know, he just he gets got picked, picked on right? all the time. He, he just gets the shaft all the time. So. He does. But now right. I have to be Rancor Keeper. Wow. And I'm staying in job wow. and I'm going wow. to Big
0: Fortuna. Uh, because when I was a kid, that was one of the few toys I, I like. I got off the shelves, and he always scared me. Those little <laughs> tentacles scare me. His little sharp teeth. His little nabada, nabada, all that. Don't no good, it, Steve. All right. All right, that was a little bit rushed, but we've right. five yeah. minutes left. So, if you'd like to hear more of the uh, Catcast Vintage Pod here at Celebration Six, come join us Saturday at four o'clock. Yep, it's our second block. Saturday. That's our second. It's four o'clock, right? Four o'clock Saturday. Yeah. Excellent. If you'd like some stickers, come here. And tonight is going to be the party. Yep. And it's Hopefully going to be really okay. awesome. And we will not be recording it like this. So we'll be up to talk like natural human beings, Steve. That's right. All right. Wampa Wampa. Adios. Let's see if I was recording. That'll do it for now, space freaks. Tune in next month to hear all your favorite features, like nugget from the archive and unloved item of the month. We even talk about the Death Star droid. We're going to feature interviews with Jason and Andy, and we're going to talk a lot about the room sales, the archive party, and everything that went on during Celebration 6. We'll even include... Live audio from the floor of the room sales. It's exciting, it's happening, and I'm going to edit it next month on the Kivecast Vintage Pod. Vintage Pod. Vintage Pod. Vintage Pod. Vintage
1: Pod. Kivecast. This podcast is not
0: endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star wars collected items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.